Today's video is brought to you by Sony. Face the mugs. What about this one? Does it make anyone uncomfortable? Oh, it makes me uncomfortable. This is how people drink. Handle away. Handle away. Okay, you ready? I am ready. Brother, and welcome everyone to our Raya and the Last Dragon review. This will be a spoiler review for the movie, but before we dive on into the spoilers, we're first going to address the topic of whether or not it is worth renting slash purchasing this movie with premiere access on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't watched it yet and you're wondering whether or not to watch it, we will answer that before we get into spoilers. Spoilers, it is. Before we dive on into the review, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Sony. And specifically, their HD noise-canceling headphones, the WH-1000XM4s. Ben and I both have a pair of these, and the noise-canceling is literally unreal. Even if you've only been wearing them for like 10, 15 minutes, when you take them off, the air conditioner suddenly sounds like a freaking subwoofer. Seriously, this is what it's like. Ready? On. Off. On. Off, on, you get it. It makes you wonder, how did I get anything done before? Was it always this loud in here? The HD noise canceling processor, Bluetooth audio, and dual noise sensor are all, first of all, big words, but also technology that lets you listen without distractions. Basically, it just listens to the sounds around you and makes sure you have that perfect noise cancellation effect. And the great thing is, these things paired up with my devices in no time flat, like there was nothing to it. But if you want to take control one step further, there is the headphones connect app which allows you to further tailor your listening experience after working them for just a few days i can tell you for sure this is the kind of product we're like I will never go back. Seriously this is not like a copy point they're making us read. I cannot tell you how much easier it is to focus with these things on like genuinely more productive. Again, these are the Sony HD noise-canceling WH-1000XM4s. If you would like to check them out for yourself, there is a link in the description down below. Okay, Ben, so actually, sorry, I said, spoilers, it is worth watching. I didn't even, I don't actually know what you thought. I haven't talked to you about the movie at all. As do is the custom. Do you agree? I don't. You don't? I do not agree. Okay. I think that this is a movie that is good, but should have been amazing. Mm. That was that was ultimately, like if you want my 10 second takeaway from the movie, I think that thematically, it's a, it's a spectacular theme, but I think that every single impactful moment of the entire movie flatlines. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I will say this to your point, is that I was not left thinking, I wasn't thinking about the movie a ton the next day. Like I watched it, I enjoyed it, and I would recommend it to people personally, but I wasn't like, I watched it Saturday night and like Sunday, I was like, I haven't really thought about it almost at all. Like I, that that is sort of like left feeling flat. And then I was like, okay, for work, I should think about it. And when I was reflecting more on it, I began to like like certain elements of it more, like as I started asking myself certain questions about the movie. Right, okay, so there, there's a lot of like really, and I would agree with 
that where where I like I watched it last night Sunday coming into Monday morning and the same thing like when I was like showering and getting ready this morning I was still thinking about WandaVision from Friday <laughs> well, well, who's so, not? right Dude. right yeah. so interesting topic to bring up though WandaVision as it pertains to Raya is that as as what we do here on this channel is very frequently going through clip by clip really heavily trying to like make predictions and write theories yeah. and you know whatever for WandaVision, we did that in spades. In spades. Like, we went through the whole show, every single frame, episode by episode, peeling it apart. Yeah, I, almost, um, I could not stop thinking about WandaVision. Like, right. it was infiltrating my dreams. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and here at our office, we've had tons of discussions about, like, does all the theorizing that we put into it, like, does it affect our ability to ultimately enjoy the outcome if it is different from what we predicted, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, it's gotta be, you know, this, that, the other, and it ends up not being this, that, the other, but it ends up being something that fits thematically with the show. So there's sort of like that question topic that I know that we're gonna continue to address more in the future. But with Raya, this was not the case. Not the case, like so we went in pretty cold. We went in pretty cold, like, I, and it was a movie that I was, I was excited about. I just like the title, the idea, Dragons. I'm like, yes, yeah, on I'm board. In. I'm excited, looking forward to it. Uh, and so mostly I was I was coming into it with with basically no predictions at all. Like I wasn't like, oh, this is gonna happen or I bet this is that or or you know, the sword's important or anything like that. Yeah, mostly I was like, Aquafina's gonna be funny. Yes. That was true. That was true. That was true. <laughs> Aquafina nailed it. Yes. Um so I thought that was interesting because I basically came into it with with barely any expectations at all. Um and, and what I would say is that like the theme of this movie is this like really big idea of sort of like building bridges between two different ideas and like meeting in the middle yeah. and and like this trust amongst one another and like sort of sort of just coming together as a whole instead of operating as a bunch of separate pieces basically which, which is an idea that i love like yeah. 100%. Like that is that is probably the biggest thing that that makes me feel like that that really brought me even to the point where I was like this is a good movie right. because I really 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 liked the the themes of it and yeah. I could get behind like exactly the message that it's trying to send. I just wasn't emotionally invested really in just about anything. In any particular character. In any particular yeah. character, the the pacing of the movie is very aggressive. It watches like playing a video game. It it did very much in the like, okay, first we need to go to this town, collect this item, and then we'll go to this town and there will be obstacles, but we'll get this item. Then we have to go to this town and there will be obstacles, but we'll get this item. Right, and you're kind of like picking up friends along the way who yeah. are becoming allies and, and there's all of that. Yeah. So I would say up and up until this point without really, really diving into spoilers, like that's, that is like, where I landed with it. I, I agree. The messaging I really, really liked and the that, you know, it's all about like working together and seeing other points of view and uh, specifically like towards the end, uh, forgiveness was like yes. a huge one. Yep. And I really liked that. And what I thought about a lot though was two main things is that one, Raya is a very untraditional like Disney princess, quote unquote. Sure, like, sure. She, like most Disney princesses are like very bubbly, very optimistic, very like, let's get it done. Raya is like the complete opposite. She is like expecting a fight everywhere. She is mistrustful of people and she's like pretty pessimistic. 
Over out. Yes, absolutely. And even like her key mission, like she's not even out there to save the world. Yeah. Like she is out there to try to restore all the pieces of the puzzle. I mean, for selfish reasons, effectively. I mean, she wants her, yeah. She she wants wants her her father back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so you're, you're exactly right. Like I do think that, especially even if you were to compare her with like Moana, which was maybe like uh, another similar-ish type of character. I would you've say, got... yeah, yes, for sure. There was heavy Moana vibes. Uh, I wrote down the, the three other franchises that was like, I feel like all these things, these other three things I love so much. I was like, all of these things are like coming together. And as a result, this should be amazing. And it's falling a little flat of each of them, but they are Moana, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and Indiana Jones. I am shocked that you don't have Black Panther in there. Oh, really? Black Panther. Like it's, I mean, that's exactly the premise of how all those tribes sort of like go out and become that is true. each of their own. You're right. Uh, and then you've got like, especially the one. Yeah, like there was like Wakanda the, that was all five and then they. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have the one that went off. But I would just, I would throw that onto your list then. Yeah. Because I feel like that one also. You're right. Fits, it's it's exactly the there. Um, I guess I, to me, that was much more like the Avatar vibe. Like you have the Fang tribe who's like, very fire nation. They're like militaristic and modern and way ahead of the other tribes. And right. they're very self-centered and selfish. And then you've got everyone else. And like, even like all the villages remind you of like Aang and friends, all the villages they visit along the way. I can see that. And, and down to the fact that each of those other tribes is very heavily inspired by specific Asian cultures. Oh, sure. And sure, sure. like, that's obviously a play. Like that was the thing is like, there was obviously so much thought and care going into each like setting and character and like environment. Yes. Like, like I could really appreciate everything that was happening. It was just like, there was like a little, there was a little something missing what it felt like. Well, it, and I would say it was time spent anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and again, again, like I go back to this idea of like pacing. So like you start this movie with Raya, who is already basically like combat ready, like as a child, like you're seeing her like on her mm-hmm. final test of becoming a guardian of the Dragonstone. The Dragon Gem. Dragon Gem. Yeah, she's in full Legend of Korra wear. She's fighting the Blue Spirit, basically. Right. Avatar stuff. Yes, <laughs> She's yes. going through the legend of the Temple of the Power Stone of Doom or whatever. Right, right, yeah. right. Yes, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, but like, yeah, so you, you see her basically on like the final, like her graduation day. And it yeah. seems like that same day is a day that her dad has arranged for a bunch of people co- to come to the village to like extend a meal. And like, you know, let's let's have that olive branch put out there. Like, let's come together. Right. And so like- Kumandra. Yes. Like yeah. he, he's like a very like idealist, you know, like he, he's like looking at it like we can do this. Like we can come together. Uh, almost to the point where it seems like maybe he, at the point where he's coming at it from, is like maybe a little bit like ignorant to like how unlikely that outcome is. Sure. Like like he's almost a blind optimist. Well, so because the 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 opening narration sets up the world as at once once upon a time everyone was united as Kumandra, and then at some point the try the the Droon show up. Yes. And everyone kind of splits. And then these five dragons come together, Sisu being the one everyone remembers, and they make the dragon gem. And that puts the Droon at bay. Right. But then everyone blames the heart tribe or associates the heart tribe's success with having the dragon gem. Right. As opposed to like the what the actual reason for the success is probably more likely the 
the dad who was like the the king or chief of the tribe or whatever. Right. Well, she's like, a princess. So she's I a princess, think, yeah. so I guess king makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. They use the word princess, they do. so I'm going to go with king. So he's the king of the hard drive. I would say the reason for their success is his optimism. Sure. And like his like general positivity, but none of the other tribes think of that. They're like, heart has the dragon gem, and that's why they're doing well. We need the dragon gem. They're right. not sharing. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So when you get like it becomes very 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 snappy very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you you have everybody show up and they're like let's go have a meal. So they're like they're sitting there and you see um, Namari having like you know this exchange with Raya and it's really adorable and it's sort of like that sentiment I think that we all really love which is that like there's a purity to children and yeah. it's like they don't see all these political lines drawn in the sand that they're supposed to be navigating. It's like we're we're both young kids and we can get along because we're going through the same things in life. Right. Isn't it silly? Everyone's against each other. Right. I like you. Like we could be BFFs and you yeah. have, there, this is like one of those moments I'll build up to, but she gives her the the necklace, the pendant, yeah. the, the dragon of um, Sisu. Of Sisu. And basically from there, it's like, hey, let me go show you the thing. And then it's like, hey, we're here. Alert everybody else. Everybody else shows up. It gets smashed. And then like the plot just starts I mean, Immediately. 90 miles an hour. I mean, yeah, the second that gem is broken, the, the drone show up. They're right. like, we're here, we're back. Hey, great news. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. And and I think that that's like a, again, like a really interesting uh, way to describe this discord amongst people is that like the, the drone is fueled by that. Yeah, I like, looked it up because I couldn't remember it exactly. It said they come from human malice. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's it's the type of thing where yes it is it is always present uh, and like whether or not it is actively like overcoming the people is really like the the visual metaphor that I think is at play right is is sort of like clearly the more of them represents the greater amount of malice amongst the people right and because it is now overtaking everybody it means that it's reached such a point that 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 is what it would represent in the real world right like take take this imaginary floating. Um, it almost reminded me of like the cloud from Lost a little bit, like the black it did, smoke. Yeah, the black smoke cloud. Like, very like whippy and yeah, yeah, whatever. Or even a little bit the um the other one was from Fantastic Beast, the Obscurus. Yes, that is exactly what it was looking like. It was the Obscurus. I could not quite place that. I was like, this look, this cloud looks so familiar. Yes, it looks exactly yes. like an Obscurus. Um yeah. so to, like take that out of play. I think that it still sort of works. Like like even if you don't have this this uh parasitic force that's moving through the villages and, and everything, you would still have a level of malice that would be such that would be causing civilization to effectively fall apart. Right. So, so do you think that like that's the commentary that is like in the real world, like the drone or like the physical representation of people's like negativity against each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly the way that I took okay. it at least. Well, then yeah. I'm glad you said that because the other thing that I was reflecting on yesterday was that like once Sisu, the dragon, uh, who's played by Aquafina, is reborn or whatever, like she immediately like feels like out of place a little bit. Like in you terms mean like of, at the shipwreck? Yeah, like born? at the shipwreck. Okay. Yeah. Like when she comes, you know, when she comes back and uh, Raya... I don't know, reanimates her or whatever. Um, she immediately just feels like way different than all the other characters you've been exposed to so far. Like she is upbeat and positive and cracking jokes and stuff. And I think a little bit of it is that she feels like way more like 2021 20, modern day like humor. Have you ever done like- 
like a group project, but there's like that one kid who didn't pitch in as much, but still ended up with the same grade. Sure. Like she's yeah. like breaking like the, like a little bit breaking the fourth wall and like you're making sort of like jokes that people in this, from this world are not capable of making because it's a style that they wouldn't have been exposed to or something. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I absolutely had that same feeling where yeah. it's like, it, it reminded me actually a little bit of Genie showing up. It's, in it's exactly what it felt yeah. like. Yes, exactly. Um, Very similar vibes. She even like holds her up and it's like, oh, what do I call you? you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like that exact moment yeah. happens in Aladdin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many inspirations for this movie. But right. anyway, I was like wondering the whole thing. I was like, so I think part of that, like the, the way in which Aquafina's humor works like makes her feel a little bit like out of place in time there. But at the same time, I was like, why does Sisu's character feel so out of place? It's like, what is it about her character? And it's like, the answer is that Sisu is like eternally optimistic and like positive and her solution to everything is like, let's give him a gift. And right. you know, she just like is very trusting and it's like, like it to me was interesting that like this character feels unrealistic because they're positive. And I was like, boy, I don't like that sentence. Yes. Like, yes. Like, yeah. No, I was like, so as true. soon as I hit that sentence, I was like, oh, that's what they're trying to say. Like every, like that's the commentary thing is that like everyone here in the real world, like, I don't know. To me, it went to like a very social media place. Like, like the world we live in is, is like very toxic at times. And it's like to the point where a character that's just genuinely nice and happy and, and go positive, lucky and happy, positive yeah. felt unrealistic when it's like that should not be true right right yeah. right yeah it should not be the case that you yeah. see a character that's positive and be like mm, unlikely yeah no. <laughs> like take it down a skew like okay dragon right 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 no that's a that's a really really good point um and and so yeah i think i think that sisu's character is is super well executed i think aquafina does a really great job. And mm -hmm. even like the, the human version of, of Sisu, I thought was, it, it reminded me, it was almost like a caricature of. Oh, it looked exactly like her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like that's that's yeah. so perfect. Well like, yeah. Um, but like that that was one of those things that I actually had written down because you had mentioned like the like the giving of gifts thing. Yeah. That was like, it almost felt like this is like established, like, thing that it was almost supposed to be like where Sisu was like so very opposite of Raya where it was like it was like Raya's like no I had a bad experience with gifts one time so I don't do gifts right and it was like well <laughs> like is that well like it was it like it felt like that is what they chose to sort of be this like like Raya had this experience with that pendant early on that uh with Namari where mm -hmm. I felt like it, like every single time Sisu was bringing up the idea of giving a gifts, it was supposed to almost be like a like a like salt in the wound for Raya. A little bit, but like I, it was just something I was like, I don't really get it. You like, know? Yeah, I agree. And to me, the reason it didn't ring true was because like Raya's associating all this gift giving with the pendant, and I'm like, to me, the pendant didn't even seem like a real gift. It was like the pendant was just part of the trick. Like, right, right. Like, it was just like that wasn't a like that wasn't a gift. All of it was a trick. It was all just deceit. Why are you counting that as a gift? Right, right, right. Like, and it wasn't even like you had it for like years and years and it was the special memento and then eventually the betrayal came or something like that. Right, like, yes, that was, would have been one thing. Like right. if they exchanged it with friends and like five years later, it's like, oh, we're, we're such good pals and buds. We've been on so many adventures. And then she turned on her. Like, right. that would have been See, be a little more impactful. That again, like I keep going back to pacing, but I feel like, again, that's almost what you needed was like, 
a meeting of Raya and Namari as like little children, maybe mm-hmm. where where the gift does happen. And then like when you see them again as these like teenagers, yeah. like maybe Raya's wearing it and it's sort of like, oh, like the pendant, like, of course. Right. You know, like they, and, like, they commemorate that moment or whatever. And, and then it becomes like, right. a greater mark of the betrayal instead of just being like you're saying. Yeah, because like, you're right. Like the the foundation to their friendship is like 30 minutes long. Right. And it's obviously been a ruse the entire time on Namari's part. Right. Like none of it was real for her. Yes. You know, yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. So th- that that's a big one. And then really like you kind of just jump right into this story and like the process of getting the first piece of the gem is from the sort of like booby trapped tree where the elder had like clearly like booby trapped it so aggressively that she was actually left caught inside of the space and just, mm-hmm. just died there. Yeah. Um, and so it, Indiana Jones. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The very like the, the bag on the, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so right out of the gate, you, you kind of go and get like this first one. And then Boone, who is like the, the shrimp boat captain, like immediately becomes a part of the crew who Boone the whole time I kept thinking I exactly what you're going to say is was the little boy from Moana. Yeah. He was like doing like the dance, like impress yes. or whatever. They were like, let's make that character a full character. Yes. People loved him. So we'll just literally like put him into a movie yeah. as a main character. Yeah. I liked Boone, but I had this, the problem I had with Boone's character, which is totally not like plot relevant or anything. is like, where did he keep getting all the shrimp? Yes. Like every time they came back to the boat, he's like, I got more. And I'm like, that's a tiny boat, man. Like, <laughs> are, like where, why do you have, there's no way you have that much shrimp. You seemed hard up for Jade at the beginning. Right. <laughs> are you fishing while Rai is off doing her thing? Like, yeah, anyway, right, right. And then not a big deal. Non-propelled boat. Yeah, and your non-propelled kind of, boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's a good. That's a good point. It, yeah. it did seem like they had just a, a sheer surplus of goods. Yeah. Uh, for that, and and on that note, so I think you go from from Boone to uh, Noi, who is like the little baby with oh, like the three. Let me tell you, Noi is maybe my least favorite part of the whole movie. Yes, little baby. Yes. Yes. Like it is like such a weirdly op child who is actually as like by, like by the end of the movie, you see Noi reunited with with her parents, and it's like. It's just an infant. Right. That like should not be able to like scale castle exactly. walls. Like this is, a, it's so weird. Cause like you're already watching like, you know, a, a fantasy movie where right. dragons exist and right. like special powers exist. But like my suspension of disbelief does not extend to martial arts con baby, you know? And like with highly trained monkey friends. Yeah. You know, like it just like if I could have gotten on board with, Little baby is in on pretending to cry because some other older character is pulling the strings. Pulling the strings and is like, "You cry, we'll lure them in." Like that's can, very that's very Zootopia because you have like the little yes. like the, the they're getting like the elephant pop, you know, yeah. or whatever, and you've got the little and mm-hmm. it's, it's like a little creature that is dressed up like an elephant, but it's really just like an adult creature or whatever, right? Um, it's just like in. Infants can't do that. Right. And it's right. like, that was just, it seems silly. I don't know why that couldn't have just been like a little girl. It. I think really the setup for that was moving on to uh, Tong, mm-hmm. who right. was voiced by Benedict Wong, which I could not place the entire time. Yeah, once you looked it up. It was like, oh yes, of course. So I thought that was amazing. That made me really happy. Um, Benedict Wong is in 
Doctor Strange as Kishu. Wong. Yeah, as Wong. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have his name right, right? Tong. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Tong. Okay. Wong so, is Tong. Wong is Tong. Yeah. So you get you get Tong into the fold, and um, like his story again, I think is like one that's like supposed to like tug on your heartstrings a little bit, and because you go in and you kind of find out like he's he's the last man standing well, from yeah. his whole tribe. Well, and first you learn his like baby. Yes. Has been taken, but yeah. then you learn he's the last one of his whole tribe. Right. Which yeah. is, which is like, I, I think it's like a moment that this is like where I think that it was just, it was too quick because like, I didn't, I didn't feel attached enough to the character. And so for me, I jumped to the, the movie Klaus, like the Netflix movie mm-hmm. about like sort of the origin story of Christmas, a la like the post service and all that. Yeah. And that you have Klaus who's kind of like out in the woods and he's like this big, you know, like lumberjack type of guy. Uh-huh. And he like seems like big and menacing and carries an ax and all this stuff. But ultimately what you find out is that he failed at having a family. Like I'm like choking up, like talking about oh, it. Cause no. it's like, that's how much like it, like it hits me. Right. Um, but like when you find out like his origin story, like I legitimately cry every single time I watch it. Like it, it is so sad and it's like so well established. And so I would say the, the at best what was happening is that I was reminiscing that scene from a different movie and remembering that movie scene being exposed <laughs> to this like right. family, not that like that didn't happen or, you know, had this like heartbreak. Right. That is what choked me up more than the actual scene that was being played before me. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the other thing that I thought was not helping Tong's case is that the, effectively, because what tribe was uh, Tong from? I had to write it all Spine. down. Spine. Is that if he's the last member left of all of Spine, it just seems weird to me that no one knows that. Oh, and, sure. And that also Spine was apparently just this one barricaded village. Right. Like, they didn't seem very big. No, not at so all. much. Like, I don't know. It didn't seem realistic that an entire, I don't know, country within these countries could have been that small. Right. Which was a little weird. Like, was that just one village or we shouldn't, maybe, maybe they should have been like, I don't think there's any spine left. Like they were the first to fall or something. Right. But on that note, then I guess tail, which was the first one, they were pretty much just completely gone too, except for like scattered people out in the desert. Well, like Boone specifically says that he, doesn't leave the ship yeah. because he's so afraid of, you know, being attacked. <clears throat> yeah, by the drone. By the drone. So, yeah, yeah I, I do think that you're, you're probably talking about like civilizations that are falling. Talon seems to be pretty bustling still. That's where Noe the baby comes from. Yeah, because they were on the water. Right, because they yeah. were on the water. So mm-hmm. that, that helps them. Um, and then of course, <coughs> Raya is from Heart. And then finally, the last piece of the puzzle is ultimately ends up being Namari, who is from Fang, mm-hmm. which it does seem like there's, there's sort of like a throwaway comment that you hear from, um, I'm trying to, I think her name was Verana. The, That's her mom. The mother, yeah. yes. Um, there's a throwaway line where they've, they've basically built like an island civilization out. So they're, they're like fully protected by water. Yeah. And it seems like it's a pretty well established place and like people are happy and running yeah, about. Much and more like, like modern and militaristic and. Yes, yeah, like they mm-hmm. have an army. Yeah. That they can like, Mobilize. Right. You get to their civilization and they're talking about like, we need to expand. Like it's, it almost sounds like they're having like a, a possible like overcrowding issue. And what they've effectively run into is we can't make the island any bigger. Right. You know, like the island is as big as the island is. Like right. the only thing we could do is move to land where we would then be at the mercy of the drone again. Right. Um, 
So that, again, like <clears throat> I think you've got another problem that maybe could have been like a little bit more brought centerfold, which would have been this idea of like, we need more space. Like we can't go anywhere else. Like this civilization works, but we are like limited by this island. Well, it's we in, have. I, all of this is, you're right. If it, it must've been a throwaway line because none of that was even apparent to me. Right. And like, to me, one of the problems with what like the the narrative of the movie was Fang's position, basically, that that everything is so clearly their fault. Like they're the ones who initially broke the dragon gem and brought the drone back. Right. And at the end, the they're like closing in on them from every angle. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? It's like, I don't know. Namari is the one who like shoots Sisu with the arrow and I don't it just felt like obviously bringing the whole orb back together was the answer like you've seen the dragon at this point right it was like your position to not help everyone is not believable right you know like the like hey guys the threat is here you saw the threat come back you were physically there and were the cause of it and the solution there is literally a dragon now. The, yes, like, yes. Your it's, daughter has seen it. Your that's and I think you're right. Like I think that's what you have to take away. Is like you have to you have to have Namari be trusting Raya when she when she would have basically like a lifelong's rivalries worth of reasons not to. Mm-hmm. You know where where that's what it comes down to. But I mean the dragon is the evidence. Our camera turned off. We're gonna pick right back up. But if there's like a blip. That's why Sisu dying right. is another one of these examples to me of something like that that just did not feel as emotional as I feel like it was supposed to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one, because like at no point did I feel like, oh, no, Sisu's done forever. Right, right, right. right. I yes, I know. Well, yeah, right. But I feel like you should have been, at least within the context of the movie, it should have been the case. Because I'm pretty sure Sisu actually dies in that moment. Yeah, like, oh, for sure. I think she she is dead. It should have been, like, it, I did not feel the same way about that as I did, like, when Bing Bong disappears. Right, or, like, which, Olaf dissipates or something. Right, where you're like, no, <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> and, like, I mean, Olaf comes back, but Bing Bong doesn't. All, I mean, all um, three of those characters serve very similar purposes. Like, they are the super positive force. Right, 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 and, yes. You know. Inside of the whatever story that they're that they're evolving yeah. around. Where you've got Joy, who is struggling with maintaining her joy. You've got Anna, who is struggling with maintaining everything. Yep. And then you've got Raya, who pretty much from the beginning was kind of pessimistic anyway. A little bit. Um, so, but like with that, like that situation is just weird to me because it's, I don't know, like you've got Namari, who shows up holding the crossbow for some reason, like despite the fact that, yeah, like we said, the the dragon is there. Yeah, like like there is proof that she should be contributing to this cause because yeah. like clearly a dragon is back. Yeah. Um, and then it's sort of like a weird moment where it's like it's kind of like no one's fault. It's kind of everybody's fault. Where you've got Raya who uses her super fancy sword to like whip the crossbow, the crossbow fires, shoots Sisu. Oh no. And it's like, whose fault is it? Like everyone's, no one's. Like, I I don't know if that was like maybe something that was like meant to be left ambiguous because if Namari just straight up shoots Sisu, that makes her like irredeemable. 
Yeah, it's hard to tell because this. I, me and Beth talked about this um, as we were watching it. Like, what, what, like, because it looks like she's on the cusp of pulling the trigger, and it's like I don't think she was gonna shoot Sisu. I think she was aiming at Raya, but then because Raya intervenes, she ends up shooting Sisu. But like, you were still on the trigger. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you should have pulled the crossbow at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The whole the whole scene. The whole scene felt a little. I don't know. A little bit disjointed. But then even after that, you have a scene where Raya and Namari just go into like full-blown battle mode with each other. Oh yeah, well so yeah, Sisu dies and then apparently that makes all of the, like apparently she was keeping all of the water in the world, I guess, because all the water just dissipates. Yeah. So yeah. suddenly the Droon is able to just like straight up invade Fang and what Raya does is hunt down Namari and be like, we're fighting. Which is so random. It is like, say that me and Beth literally looked at her like, why are they fighting each other right now? Like, I don't, the dr- the Droon are all around. Everyone is at stake. What, what are you doing? Right, This right. fight doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it, I think that's, it's like, I don't know. It's so odd. It's like, how how can the world literally, I mean, as, as literally be on fire as it could possibly be. And you guys are in there dueling it out as rivals. Like it, this is not really related, and I don't think that Raya pulled from it at all, but the TV show that I'm currently watching is called Cobra Kai, okay. which is like the karate kid, but the main characters are grown up and adults, and they run like <laughs> rival dojos. And the whole idea is that like they are constantly, like karate is the answer to everything. Yeah. It's like they're constantly Got a getting problem, in fights. Punch it. Right, 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 yes. And it's like, it's like, should we fight? No, do not fight. Are we going to fight? Most definitely we are because that's what moves the plot forward. Right. Um, Got to make bad decisions because that's what makes it interesting. Right. So that's yeah. exactly what I was feeling about Raya. Where okay. it was like, why are they fighting? Okay. So actually the way we're talking about it, it's reminding me a lot of Game of Thrones. Okay. Which I feel like we're pulling from so many different things for this movie. We like are. How many, we are. We are. But okay. So what everyone talked about in Game of Thrones is like, you know, like, oh, all these people are fighting about who's going to be on the Iron Throne, but the White Walkers are right there. So maybe you should stop fighting each other because it's not going to matter. Right, right. Like, it's like, this is a bigger problem. Right. And it's, so it's over there. It's over there. Like, this is like, that's the Droon right there. But so the big thing everyone said about Game of Thrones was that the White Walkers were like an allegory for climate change or something. Sure. Like, <clears throat> like, we're all sitting here arguing about whether or not, you know, all these minor problems. And it's like, it doesn't matter. This is going to defeat everyone. Right. So, right. Stop. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so as we're talking about it, I'm wondering if like, this is a very similar, like maybe this is part of the messaging of like, like the toxic internet, social media environment we live in that like, hey, hey, every like stop yelling at each other. There are bigger problems. Like, oh. you know, <laughs> right? Like, like you're watching the movie like, this fight doesn't make sense. And the movie's yelling back like, exactly, <laughs> shut up. Right, like, yeah, stop, stop fighting with each other. Like, oh. There are bigger problems. Yeah. Like, come together. That is how, we've, that that is is how we solve exactly. the things. Exactly. And yeah, so that's, that's what I love about the movie is the theme. Yeah. Like, I think that is- I, That realization, Minorly blew my mind in the moment. In the moment. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like, I see what they're I, saying. I get it now. I get, I get so it. It's frustrating to watch, isn't it? Yeah. 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 The movie's like, oh, is it frustrating? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it what is. I'm saying. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that, that makes complete sense. But so anyway, so like, and you see that though, because then like the answer to the, everything apparently is basically the everybody coming together. So yeah. you have a, a huge reflection of what was the original scene. And what I was, what I kept trying to figure out is whether or not 
each of Sisu's siblings was supposed yeah. to represent one of the uh, like nations, so to speak. Right, because like, there's like five dragons and there's five countries or whatever, it, tribes. Ex- right, and, yeah. and basically what you have in the beginning is the dragons, four of the dragons coming together, putting all their powers and creating the gem to begin with and then sending it off with Sisu. Yeah. And it's sort of like the five of them together is what can solve the problem. And then in the end, you have effectively the exact same situation happening where you like, Raya's gone through, she's not even on purpose, but inadvertently collected a member from each of these societies. And by having them all come together and place their piece of stone or the gem in like one place, yeah. like that is ultimately the, the solution. Right, so then I, let's see. Do, so do like, do the powers match up? Is that what you're wondering? I don't know, but what are the powers? So you have rain, so, shape-shifting, well, yeah. fog. And glowing. And glow. Power. And glowing. Everybody, which yeah. highly underrated. By the way, speaking of underrated, yeah, like there's this sort of running joke that Sisu's power is like, I'm a really good swimmer. Yeah. And it yeah, was like, yeah. I kept thinking, like, oh, yeah, see, they even showed you she's a good swimmer. But I kept thinking that she was going to end up having like a other power. Like, like oh, that else. was a joke. And she's always thought it was her power. But the reason they chose her is because of her secret fifth power, which. I guess wasn't true unless unless you want it to be like unless like literal superpower trust or optimism, optimism or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I would I would go so far as to say that is it. That's like, true. That's you know that's fine because Sisu doesn't even see herself as like the most powerful among them. If anything, she even makes a comment that says like she was like the least powerful. Right. I'm not like the best dragon. What I would like to believe is that the other four, what they saw in her was like, you are the optimism in us. Right. Take this and go. And and that's sort of what does it. But the, the sort of interesting thing is that when they do that, it returns all of the people who have been turned to stone, but not the dragons. Right. But then when the people do it, it returns all of the people and the dragons. <laughs> yes. So why is that? Well, I yeah, I, I had that same question. And I think maybe they sort of say something in the intro that like the dragons came together and it brought all the people back, but it didn't bring us together. Like it divided us. Oh, that's uh, that's true. So because the gem showed up, and that's sort of like I think Ryan makes a comment where she's like, yeah. "It should have brought us together, but instead, it's what divided us." Right. Because everybody wanted a piece of, or a piece of, or quite literally, the gem itself. Right. So this is like more uh, now. All the people are in fact. It's like the the world is returning to its naturally balanced state, which is I guess which Kumandra. is Kumandra. Kumandra. Right. Which the I wonder if that river means... that looks like the dragon. Yes. I yes, loved yes. the way the dragon looked though in the river. That was a cool choice. It, it was exceptionally cool. Yeah. It was, I would like to live there. Mm. Yeah. On the banks of of that lake. River. Right. Yeah. That would be ex- that, that would be extremely cool. I wonder if Kumandra somehow means unity or peace or ooh I don't know something like that. It's got to have some type of like, yeah. There's definitely some meaning behind that. Yeah. For yeah. sure. That's cool okay so this isn't really related but can i complain about like just one other thing because there there was one other thing that i felt like really needled me let's go it was the sword the sword the sword itself raya has this sword that like it was her father's sword which is just cool yeah and it had that like wavy thing and it could do the whip Right, right. More Indiana Jonesing over there. Yes. Like, yeah. so it's got like these like unique abilities, unique characteristics. It's honestly like to have a clever take on a sword. Like it's, it's one of like the oldest weapons there are. Yeah. So like on that note, it's like, well done. Like yeah. A, like a, like a unique sword. That's pretty cool. Do swords like that exist where I, you can like, 
I don't know. I assume you need some sort of like retractable button on the blade. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A really good spring. Really? <laughs> feels unreliable and extremely dangerous. Yes, but. it does. Yeah. Let me yeah. just fling about my shards of sharpened yeah. metal. Yeah. Um, but like the sword itself is so cool looking. Right. And it's, it's like a really iconic, unique, neat sword that effectively has no history or added meaning at all other than just being this like token of her father's, mm -hmm. which I was even trying to remember. Does she, does she have it when she falls in the water or did she almost definitely have to go back and get it? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, that's not important. Okay. But um, the, the other thing about the sword though, is that like there are these big moments that you have. It's used like in a reflective sense in like a mirror, like a mirror, yeah, like more than one time. Mm -hmm. And even that has almost nothing to do with anything else in the movie. Yeah, I mean, there was like very Mulan-esque vibes from yeah. the like reflections in the sword. But it, yeah, it, maybe if we dig deeper, there is some like noticeable theme going on there. But to me, it wasn't obvious in the way like like Mulan, it was where, right. I mean, there's a whole song called Reflection. Reflection. Yeah. And you know, the logo is her two different reflections and- Right, right, yeah. right, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's very, 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 very prominent in Mulan. Yeah. And so I think that was just something that to me, I was kind of like, it, it felt like a really big set piece that really had absolutely no payoff whatsoever other than just kind of paying homage to her father. Yeah, yeah, I don't know necessarily what, if there was uh, there's more to it than that. Although, although speaking of Mulan, that brings it back to like the Disney Plus conversation. Yes, of, it does. Like you have this, this is the only the second time Disney has done the, the premiere access thing. Right, where you pay what, $30. $30 to get it. And the argument everyone always gives is like, if you were taking a family of four to the movies, you would easily spend more than $30. Right, so uh, I think like the, the it's, it's hard to step outside of like quarantine brain and right. go back to that thought where like the thought of going and entertaining your entire family for a Friday night for $30 might be considered like a, like an expected amount that you might spend. Like yeah. going to the movies with your family is like not a new idea in any way, shape or form. Right. Um, not, not that I'm saying that it's cheap to go to the movies because it certainly never feels like it is. Not anymore. <laughs> but still you're watching what was intended to be a Theatrical uh, release. A theatrical release mm -hmm. at home. And so you you have that like fine line that you're walking of is $30 a lot? Like, cause I just watched it, me and Alice. Where, yeah. You know, like yeah, I just watched it, me and Beth. Right. So like that would be obviously a fairly expensive, you know, per per ticket price if you were, if you were going to the theaters for just two people. Um, so the argument doesn't necessarily work in our house. Right. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess my question to you, cause you started off the review by saying that it was worth it. I started off the review by saying it wasn't worth it. Have I swayed you at all? Well, I maybe a little. Yes, okay. I think a little. I think you've brought me more to your level, though. Have I have I swayed you at all? No, no, <laughs> no. Still where I'm at. Still where I'm at. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm. I think I'm still yeah. there. Where um, I, I'm not. And I yeah. I'm. I'm not sure about the the choice to do it. The other thing too is that you're you're coming off of. WandaVision and, and even yeah. releasing it the same day as the finale, finale. of WandaVision. It's so, I, I do not know what is going on over there at Disney Plus because to me, the really, really obvious thing to do, like, I don't know why Raya came out last Friday on the same day as the finale of WandaVision. Yeah. Like, to me, it makes way more sense for it to come out this Friday. Like, 
in between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Like maybe they were thinking so many people will be on the app for the finale that they'll see Raya. Oh, sure, I can see that. Maybe there's that. But to me, it's like you have now gotten people like just used to looking forward to something on Friday and they're gonna have a week gap that could have been the week. I, that, that's exactly that, the way I see it. Yeah. yeah, is that like if you've had eight weeks in a row where you've been highly anticipating something every single Friday from Disney Plus, yeah, and we know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is starting two weeks from that Friday, right? Feel the middle Friday. Feel yes. Like, right. What are you doing? Right. Especially because the final episode of WandaVision is not like short. It's like the longest one, and it's the finale. And it's of, the finale. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's it was such it was such a highly anticipated thing. So yeah. All I could say is that maybe it wouldn't have been easy to predict the popularity of WandaVision, but- That's selling yourself. That's not believing in yourself. You have to believe in yourself, Disney. Jeez, watch your own movies. Seriously. Yeah, I don't know why they released it on the same day when the next Friday feels so obvious to me. Yeah. Um, But, so, I don't know. Disney, if you want, you know, tips or tricks to optimize your platform. You just let us know. You can call us. We'll be happy to consult with you. You're you're welcome in advance. uh, That being said, though, like, kind of going back to Mulan, Mulan wasn't necessarily the most positively received movie. Yeah, I don't think people loved it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, That being said, I know the scores on Rotten Tomato for Raya and the Last Dragon. Would you like to hear those before we give our numbers or would you like to give our numbers no, first? No, I want to go, I want to give mine un, unimpeded by outside. Okay, okay, you go okay. first, you go first. Well, I'm going to give it, maybe you drop me a point or so, but I'm going to give it a 74. Oh man. Yeah, am I close? Are you the same? Super close. The number I've had in my, the number I've had in my head all morning was 72. Oh, so, so we're very close. We're, so. like, we're like right on the same. Okay, so it's interesting that I came in saying, yes, you should watch it. And you're saying, no. So 73 is apparently <laughs> our number of like, this is the line. Right, right, yeah, if it's seven. better than 73, watch it. Worth it. it. Worth it. Um, no, that's so funny. That is so funny. But that being said, the we are currently, I would say, a little more harsh on it than critics that are out there. So oh, okay. the the current audience review on Rotten Tomatoes is an 84% Solid. Uh, as of recording this video. And the current critic review uh, is certified fresh at 95%. Oh, critics are ahead. Critics are way ahead. That is interesting to me. It almost seems like, cause like for, a, for like an animated Disney movie, being under the 90s on the audience side feels like kind of a complete failure. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But um, like, what do you think of like every, almost every Pixar movie comes out at above 90. Yeah. Or, or like yeah. Moana, I'm sure is above 90. It has to be. I have to imagine. Yeah. Uh, I would I would rank Moana firmly ahead of, of Raya in, in my rankings. Mm-hmm. I would probably go with you there. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. I'm so, sure our own scores on this channel reflected that as well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would, I would have to imagine. Yeah. Um, I, I love Moana. Um, so anyway, guys, I am... Extremely curious uh, what your thoughts are leaving this movie. I know that we we definitely had like some gripes about it. I, I come back to the same thing over and over and over again is that I, I love the theme of yes. the movie. And I think that if I were to like really leave you with anything, it would be this thought that like the theme of the movie is exactly how I feel personally, like right now anyway. Right, like I wanted, you wanted a movie with this messaging to exist. Yes, yes, I just, I just think that, I think that through pacing, you had like some sort of underdeveloped characters. And I think that you had like some moments that could have just had a bit more depth to them. Like I I never felt heartbroken, heartfelt. Like I, I was never so emotionally drawn in that I, that I was really, really like 
in it for that that specific mm-hmm. moment. So that's that's really like where where my criticism comes from. But like also my underlying belief is I like the idea of building bridges towards other beliefs instead of building walls against them. Yes, optimism defeats cynicism. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So guys, let us know what your thoughts are in the towel section down below. Did you rent it? Did you find a way to watch it? What are your thoughts? Where would you rank it on a scale of 100? Uh, We want to hear just really anything you've got to say. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already. If you want to see our Mulan review, you can check that out right here. If you want to subscribe because you're not subscribed yet, you can do that by clicking right here. But until next time, bye. bye.